This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome to Resource Center, the show where we discuss the tools and techniques you need to be at the forefront of the ever-evolving world of business. This is Audrey Raj. Now, we all know about the e-commerce boom last year and how the pandemic continues to drive the growth of online sales in almost anything. So, as a business owner, it's obvious. You need to be online and you need to stand out from the crowd to get a bite of that consumer wallet. Now, running an e-commerce business, however, is not easy for both budding and even experienced entrepreneurs, especially since uh, everyone is getting in on this. Basically, the rate of competition is increasing by the minute and having a presence online is not a panacea to your problems. So how do you then create an impact online? What's going to ensure your success online? Well, the people from Square, let's say, some of the key points of running a successful e-commerce store is effective management and the ability to leverage on big data. And we have the founder of Squalet on the show with us today to tell us exactly how to get things working for newbies to the e-commerce world, as well as established brands in the online space. Laska, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to meet you, Audrey. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Not at all, Laska. So before we get started, maybe you can give us some background into Squalet. What does the company do? Because I understand that you guys call yourselves the experts in the e-commerce realm, but what exactly do you do and how do you support businesses in their goals? Mm. Uh, Squalet, right, is an e-commerce system designed for business owner with reseller network. So our main difference is on the reseller network part of things. Uh, if we break it down into uh, our system, if we break it down into three parts, we can call it uh, first module would be day-to-day operation, uh, which is the st- uh, standard e-commerce uh, requirement, which is fulfillment, inventory, payment, stuff like that. Uh, the second one is the reseller management and rewards management. The third one would be analytics and uh, big data for purpose of decision making. So that's a, those are the three main modules lah for our system. Squalet has been uh, around for, well, nearly nine years, uh, 2012. We started on 2012. Even when we first started, right, that was the time uh, our main focus is customer support and Along the way, we built in more and more features that focuses on the reseller network. So our customer support is more like holding your hand, guiding the new uh, uh, businesses that want to start their own business. And then we guide them how to start, uh, on, how to get online domain and, you know, all, all the standard early, early, early stages of uh, starting a business. Then consultancy on how we can guide them on uh, how to price their products. Uh, what type of product is best, we build relationship with them and uh, so on and so forth. So um, let's just do a bit of a temperature check on the business environment too. You know, How has COVID-19 impacted small businesses and how has it pushed people to strive for new ways of self-innovation online today? Mm. Problem with COVID, right? Uh, from, from what we have seen, we cannot say that COVID create a lot of new innovation in, in terms of e-commerce. What, what we do say is uh, COVID, uh, the, 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 the pandemic actually accelerate the adoption of uh, e-commerce. What we've seen is that is, uh, you imagine there's a train. So when people normally before uh, the pandemic happens, some people don't have a business at all. 
they just have a nine to five job, for example. Then when the pandemic strike, they start their own business. Then be, uh, there will be some people that before the COVID starts, uh, they have no, uh, they have business, but they are not online. They're just offline opening retail uh, physical stock, uh, shop, uh, stores. And then now, because of the COVID, they open their online business. Then those that are already online before the COVID, now they have more, they build in uh, more uh, ability for reseller to sell their products. That's another one. Those that already have reseller network before the COVID, after COVID, they accelerate that even more. Uh, even more multi-level uh, reseller, uh, increased rewards for their uh, reseller and so on and so forth. So from what we see, right, the, this is the acceleration. Before COVID, these things exist. It's just after, we don't say COVID, I mean pandemic, right? So it starts to move even faster. Right. So what is the e-commerce experience like for new business owners who have decided to jump on board right now? What kind of challenges will they face if they want to take their business online? Of course, it's a, it's a complex process, naturally. Uh, it's just that when we consult, right, we try to you know uh, make it simple and then it's a simple like two to three step early question that they need to answer. So uh, normally we start by asking the question, what kind of business model are you looking at? Uh, and then we just give them a couple of choices like, uh, are you focusing on sales or are you focusing on building a brand empire? Some people, they just want to, you know, sell and then get a, a profit from it and that's it. Oops. Okay. Sell a profit from it and uh, that's it. Another one is they want to build the brand and uh, one day become an empire, you know, based on the brand. So brand.com, usually they call it brand.com. So if you choose for the, the branding, then the next thing you have to decide is do you want to sell only to retail or do you want to, do you want to sell through your reseller network? That's another option. Um, after that, it's all about the products. Um, are you, uh, are, do you want to sell product that is a one-time product, meaning you, uh, your customer just buy once and don't buy again? Or do you want to sell consumable products, meaning not, not to say consumable like uh, toothpaste, but it's more like buy and then they need to rebuy uh there's a repeat sales potential this is the question we usually ask our client lah. but sometimes right some some clients are already um, are ready to listen to this and ready to make decision but there are some that's totally um no experience they they come in blind uh, i mean with zero experience lah, simply say so we give them an even better shortcut which uh if you have zero interest, uh, zero knowledge, and also zero capital, one quick way they can start without much risk is to start as a dropshipper. Uh, it's, it's a new five years ago, I would say it's a five years ago a phenomenon, quite new then, uh, but it's accelerated today. There are many, many, many product owners or business owners that allow reseller networks in their business. So you can join one of them and become what they call a dropship. Dropshipper do not need to store any products. They do not need to uh, stock any products. They just need to find customer, collect their payment, and then after that, buy from the HQ and the HQ will ship it to the customer. Uh, simply, uh, simplified version. Lah. So the beauty about that is, first, you have zero risk. But the most important is actually the education. The product owner, the business owner will guide you uh, all the way from uh, you know the, the uh, marketing of it, the dealing with customer, things like that. And then during that time, the person can make a decision. Do they want to be smart, learn, adapt, and then come out and do their own brand? Or they can continue to stay with the same company and be a big, uh, a high-level reseller. 
this works both both direct uh, from what we have seen over the years like there are people that come out and do their own business but doesn't don't don't make it some uh, it, you need different skill set to come out with your own business or you can maintain as a reseller and you can easily have a, a six figure kind of uh, revenue monthly easily so it's not a difficult kind of thing you both both is an option so that is the time when uh, that's the time where they can make a decision lah. The most important thing, in our opinion, would be focus. Once you make a decision, which business model, which product, and which uh, uh, retail or reseller, stay the course. Do that and don't uh, switch around because you are uh, not confident. Mm. That's what we what, have learned over the time. What happens if you do decide to try to switch around? What have you noticed that happens? Uh, it's painful. You have this thing called switching costs. Let's say you already sell a, a single product, product A. During that time, right, you have product knowledge, you learn all the process, and then you even teach your reseller how to sell. And then suddenly you change to a brand new product. Your, your marketing process is different. Your uh, manufacturing is different. Your packing and shipping is different. You need to re-educate your customer to buy from you a different product. That, that is a, uh, it's a painful switching cost, and that is only the product. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I ask because you know what it's like. It's so competitive online these days. So maybe you have, you you go onto the online scene and you realize that you can't compete with uh, some of your competitors and then you decide that maybe I need to maybe focus on a different product instead. So you're saying that this kind of shift uh, may not be recommended? It's not recommended halfway through. It's recommended in the early, early stages. Of course, during the early stage, it's your chance to fail. So keep making mistakes. Keep keep selling things and see if it works and doesn't work. Make comparison between two, three products, of course. But over over time, when you are already halfway through your business, uh, don't switch. But what we have seen is like this. Some people switch uh, simply because their business start to have uh, start to taper off. So instead of enhancing their business, in enhancing uh, customer experience and uh, getting bad feedback and then improve, they, they just switch. We are thinking that by switching, automatic, everything gets better. Uh, that's the danger. Huh? All right. Uh, we are speaking with Leska So, the founder of Squarelet. When we come back, we will try and get some tips and tricks on running a great e-commerce business for experience and new business owners. All that and more coming up on Resource Center BFM eighty nine point nine. Better finance management. BFM eighty nine point nine. You are listening to Resource Centre with me, Audrey Raj. On the line with me right now, I have the founder of Squalet, Laska Saw. And uh, we are discussing what you need to stand out from the crowd when going online with your business. Now, um, Laska, before the break, we were talking about the acceleration of e-commerce and how more businesses have just jumped on the bandwagon and now have a presence online. So what does this shift to, you know, from offline to online mean for businesses moving forward and how will it impact the e-commerce industry as a whole, uh, aside from the whole crazy competition that we are already seeing? <laughs> That's a good question. We know that uh, COVID won't just disappear for a while. It will take a while and then with the new mutation and things like that. So all that will naturally extend the whole pandemic uh, environment. 
we also know that buying online is no longer considered a new trend. It's already a reality. It's expected. From there, right, our advice would be all businesses should already be online ready. Don't wait. Don't delay. Previously, when pandemic just started, sometimes they would say, you know, uh, oh, okay, this is a few month thing and then this is a few, few two, three months. Okay, let's wait and then let's go back to retail. But in reality, as, as I said just now, this whole thing is an acceleration. It's your business, every business by its nature, sooner or later, you have to be online. It's just better of who wants to do it first. So what we can advise is uh, the, the, the impact that we have seen is all businesses should actually have a fulfillment department, online fulfillment department. Customer will ask you if you sell online or not. If you do not have that uh, department, you are not ready to pack and ship to your customer and you just simply miss out that opportunity. Customer is also very used to buying things online by now. Uh, and whenever a customer see, I want, I, I like this product, I would naturally go somewhere and search it. Either I go to a marketplace and search or I go to uh, Google and search or I go directly to your website and get your answer or your social media and ask, uh, do you sell this online? So it's just, if you're not ready with a fulfillment department, you are missing out. You can enhance that further by having a system that already allow customer to make online purchase. But always, uh, as we always said, because in our environment, we see a lot of businesses um, want to start, not sure they want to start, want to start, not sure they want to start. Oh, we always say one thing, you it's better to start now because tomorrow it will be harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a lot of examples um, where those people, they say they want to start today. Two years later, they meet them and say, ah, I should have started two years ago. Two years ago was easier. Then today, they say the same thing. I, I might not want to start. I'm not sure I want to start. So I, I can confirm two years later from now, we will say the same thing. You should have started two years ago. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, <laughs> it's just like uh, investing. The best time to start was yesterday and the second best time to start is today. Yeah, Based don't time the... Don't time... Don't make a decision. Don't, don't time the market. Lah, in, in yeah. our, it, it's not market. It's we don't time the market. But yeah. in, in this uh, online, right, opening up a department, uh, a fulfillment department is actually not difficult. You have already been doing that. Let's say you are, you are selling to, uh, you have multiple, what you call, outlets. You already have a fulfillment process. It's just that it's what you call time. Like you, every month you will ship once. Every month you will ship once, right? So now your, your department have to be ready to ship at any time when somebody make a purchase. Right. I, I also like to ask, Laska, you know, for business owners out there, what should they look for in an e-commerce platform? What should they focus on to ensure maximum efficiency? For e-commerce platform, like, uh, my suggestion would be, number one, always focus on a platform that have strong customer support. Right, so newer business would actually be afraid to start. Uh, so they need someone that guide them, uh, train them, to show them example of how other people does it. That kind of thing, build build confidence, and then start. And then, of course, the most important is the best business practices. So they need all that uh, as a, as a first stage. Then another one is scalability of the system. That means make sure you use a system that can scale with your business. You don't want a situation where your business grow to a point where uh, now it's no longer feasible to use the existing system. I need to switch. Uh, that switching cost is very, very painful. You need to retrain all your staff. You need to retrain your customers, all that. So that's, that's another one. Uh, in the scalability, another thing is uh, constant upgrade. 
you need customer to constantly, uh, you need uh, the system to constantly upgrade uh, the system to match with your business and the uh, trend of the internet, lah, the e-commerce trend. Lah. Right, uh, which, br- it, which brings me to my next question. Uh, are there prominent e-commerce trends happening now? Uh, or, or do you have any predictions for the year ahead with COVID-19 still being prevalent locally? Yeah, there are, there are a few uh, interesting ones, but again, don't forget the train I mentioned earlier. The, the, the train itself is the trend that uh, naturally you will reach the end of the, of the train. But the, the few interesting things we have seen over the couple of months uh, during the pandemic, type of product. Uh, when, when we first started, or uh, in the earlier days, like, most people usually sell very dry products, easy to ship, easy mm. packaging, easy cut. But nowadays, we have seen a lot of uh, new wet products, uh, food related, even uh, curry, curry paste. Mm. We have fish, goat milk. We have uh, what you call the the cake, a volcano cake, is it lava cake? Huh? lava, lava cake. cake. Yes. Yeah, even vegetables. Uh, they are selling it online. It comes with its own problem. Of course, you need your own. Uh, you, you need proper shipping, a uh, courier to handle all that. But that is a some new trend, interesting trend that we can see lah. Then also another thing we see is uh, we cannot deny that customers are now addicted to buying online. Yeah. Everyone feels this, like, I'm sure. After you make a purchase, the anticipation of the product, and when it arrives to your doorstep, the, the moment you open that product, you feel something, right? It's delayed gratification. Mm. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the excitement, the, the, it's actually endorphin. Like, when, when that yeah. happens, like, your, your body like, ex- got excited. Oh, then sometimes it's even best, better is you forgot what you bought, and then when the thing arrives, wow, then I, you, you sort of surprise yourself. Yeah. That feeling, right, is also part of a new trend. Uh, I mean, you can turn it into uh, experience for your customer. We, we call, uh, it's called the unboxing experience. So another trend we have seen is uh, product owners or business owners, they have improved their packaging to when the product arrives, when you open the packaging, you have that experience. It's just like when you open your first iPhone, yeah, that, that feeling. Another one we have seen is uh, customer loyalty. So we, uh, when customer they buy from product A or product B, but then product B will give them some kind of loyal points, loyal uh, reminder, uh, purchase with purchase, things like that. Uh, that is also another trend we've seen. Another one is focusing on impulse buying. Now, uh, impulse buying would be live video and then tell them it's limited edition, limited time product, and then people immediately buy before thinking twice. That's another one. Uh, younger, sorry, younger buyers and younger resellers. So now their targeting is more on uh, social media that is more for younger uh, uh, people. Uh, TikTok, for example. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of uh, new innovation. But to be fair, right, to be very, very honest, all this new, new inverted comma innovation are already there. It's available. We can see it before it arrives. It's just because of the pandemic, it accelerated and everyone jumped onto the train. Leska, do you have any uh, comments or, or do you have any thoughts on uh, the Prime Minister's uh, PERMAI assistance package? Um, this is the Perlindungan Economy dan Rakyat Malaysia assistance package uh, allocation on supporting and boosting businesses within the e-commerce space. Do you have any thoughts on on, on this uh, PERMAI package? Uh, in our opinion, is uh, the, the package is pretty good. Uh, of course, it is better than nothing at all. So all all packages are a- uh, appreciated. It's just that any support few, is good at this time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's better than it's better than few, uh, none at all, right? Yeah. So the 
the thing is they are generally right the conditions are quite tough for example like hdrf right uh, it doesn't actually it is meant for helping employer to give training to their staff that requires it problem is the condition is it has to be your uh, you have to be registered with hdrf and also uh, your you need to have more than 10 employer employee in your company so that cost that basically rules out a lot of small businesses Right. There's one that's very good is a digitalization grant. Uh, that is when government pays 50% of, uh, to convert a business into digi uh, digital, digitalized your business. So no, no system to a system business. Ah, uh, that's good. That's uh, very helpful. Then, but the thing again, the conditions, the conditions are you need to open this bank account. You need to send this form or that, that one. We, we have a lot of, uh, query for this. We send them the, you know, the, the step by step and then 50% drop off. <laughs> oh so kind of wasted you know yeah mm -hmm. otherwise it's yeah the the filtering process is pretty stringent lah. all right Laska I would be remiss to let you off the hook without asking you for some tips and tricks on how to do things best do you have any advice on running a great e-commerce business platform for not only new business owners but for uh, the experienced ones as well uh, because we have run uh, e-commerce for many years, we can see certain patterns of uh, successful businesses and those that didn't make it. If really want to pick one item out of it, there, there are many of course, but one item we can pick out is the character of the founder. Oh. It, it, it's like very, it's common sense, but still the character of the founder is the, we can see a pattern over there. La. For example, right? The, you know, the things that we study in moral education, the, the classes, uh, bite hearty, you know, uh, uh, sabah, pay, uh, patient, uh, willing to try new things, all, all that. The Nilay Murni. Uh, ha, Nilay Murni. Uh, that <laughs> one actually makes a lot of difference, you know, because you are already a uh, uh, bite hearty, right? So you treat people, uh, empathy, like, basically, you treat people with respect. Simple things like that. Uh, not all founders have it, unfortunately. <laughs> right. And that makes a difference. Then uh, I would say another, the next one would be, I mean, I, I just go through small little little points like, like willing to try new things. So there are people that when they are using a new system, they still maintain the old mindset of following the manual method of doing things. So kind of wasted there. Uh, basic finance, basic business sense, you know, what is profit, what is loss, what is uh, revenue versus profit, uh, company account is not for you to spend, things like that. Yeah. Uh, another one fun things is if you want to start a business online, you need to have a domain name. When picking a domain name, also sometimes we have very interesting uh, story. Like picking a domain name, my advice would be make sure you pass the telephone test. The telephone test? Oh, as in like mentioning your domain name online uh, and having the other person get it accurately. Spelling it accurately. Ah, okay. <laughs> so... This is learning from mistake. Like for example, Squalet, right? If I mention Squalet, not everyone can spell it correctly, you know? Right, right. <laughs> Square, okay. Square alert, uh, Square <laughs> all kinds of things. So this is learning from mistake, but since our brand is there, so we can't just change. Like. If another one you can learn from is, of course, from Amazon, which is obs obsessed over your customer's happiness. Right. That is that is all natural, standard, common sense kind of thing, but makes a lot of difference. Any other practical tips, Laska, um, for those who are starting out? Anything else to add? I would say the follow the earlier step I mentioned, which is join a company and then learn to be a dropship. And from mm -hmm. there, you can make a decision if you if this is your cup of tea. And stay the course yeah. when you... And stay the you... course. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Laska, <laughs> thank you so much for your time and for you know sharing these insights with us. 
Thank you so much for having me. I've been speaking with Leska So, the founder of Squalet. Leska, just one last thing before I let you go. If our listeners would like more information on Squalet, is there a website that they can go to? This is your domain name test now. Correct. Go to squalet.com. <laughs> go to squalet.com. That is S-Q-U-A-R-E square L-E-T L-E-T.com. <laughs> Right. Thank you for that. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can find the podcast of this interview on our website, bfm.my. You can also look for the podcast on the BFM app, on iTunes, on Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast fix. That's a wrap for me, Audrey Raj. Thank you for listening. Catch you again next week. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.